0: welcome back to pop culture podcast my name is spencer and for those of you who are new or just don't know this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on youtube which you can find if you go over to youtube and type in the search bar at the film punch if for whatever reason you can't find me over there you can also find me on my instagram which is also at the film punch and the link of the bio should take you where you need to go not only can you get the video version of what I talked about over here, but you can also get it earlier over on the YouTube channel, so I highly go- recommend going over there and subscribing. I would very much appreciate that. In uh, this episode today, not going to be a super long episode, but I will be talking about that new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailer, so definitely some good stuff to talk about. Without further ado, let's thank the sponsors and get into it. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark. And we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Alright so a second trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has been released and this is not a trailer reaction this is by no means a breakdown of every shot of the trailer Uh, but this is me just kind of giving my two cents on the trailer what I think about it Uh, maybe some possible theories talking about some things that happen in the trailer and you know bada bing bada boom that's pretty much it. Uh, Probably not going to be a super long video but I just want to make this real quick because I really wanted to talk about this trailer. I wasn't planning on making a video about it, but the more I watch this trailer, the more I just want to talk about it. I've watched it probably like 50 times already. Uh, The other reason I want to make this video, of course, is this poster behind me. I wanted to show it off. Uh, I thought it was the perfect time to show off this poster uh, with the release of the second trailer. You know, you got Ant-Man and the Wasp on King's finger there, and I love this poster. I believe it's the teaser poster. And then we got another poster that's kind of like, I don't know, abstract art or whatever you want to call it. And then there's another one they did after that. This is my favorite poster by far that we've gotten for this movie. Um, I might take this down eventually for a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 poster, but who knows. Uh, But yeah, let's talk about this trailer. So um, yeah, released during a college football game during like the third quarter. I wasn't watching the football game, but I was keeping up with, you know, this maybe not the score but the time uh because I wasn't sure if it was going to come out during halftime or you know people were saying during the third quarter which inevitably it did come out during the third quarter uh for my time it was about 10 30 p.m uh which from a lot of people I heard like during a lot of uh, live streams that I watched waiting for the trailer uh people saying oh yeah Marvel trailers typically come out at this time for me so it'll probably be 10 30 for you um so yeah, 10.30, where I live, is when it came out. I don't know where it, when it came out for you guys out there. I would love to know down in the comments. And also just down in the comments below, what did you think of the trailer? What, did you think, what do you think about the movie going into it? Do you have any theories? I would love to hear anything and everything um, all at once. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, it premiered during a football game, like I said. And I was refreshing YouTube for about two hours. I was watching a couple different live streams. Uh, I believe there was a channel I was watching called Demolition um but I believe it's spelt without the e in demolition uh so go check out his channel he does like reactions and stuff to tv shows and movies and whatnot and he was doing a live stream waiting for the trailer to come out so I was just kind of in his chat the whole time hanging out with him waiting for the trailer come to find out he's also a Michigander so shout out to him if you are watching this right now Uh, and go check out his channel for sure uh definitely Kept me entertained while I was waiting literally like two hours for the trailer. Just kept refreshing, you know, the Marble Entertainment YouTube channel. Uh kept refreshing, you know, I had the search bar in there, Ant-Man and Man of the Wilds Quantumania trailer, just kept refreshing that. And when it finally came out, oh my god. Oh my god, dude. I, I watched it so many times and then I I was tired at that point because, you know, I'd been going to sleep a little bit later the last few nights because I haven't been feeling good. And um I woke up the next day, or today I should say and i i probably watched it over 15 times fit not 15 well definitely over 15 but probably close to if not over 50 times uh whereas the first trailer you know i've probably watched it a decent amount of times because i've seen it in the theater um but other than that i haven't really wanted to re-watch it as much as i've wanted to rewatch this one and that's where i'll get into my point immediately is that you know even though there was a little bit of a serious tone to the last trailer um the last trailer still kind of had that fun tone it started with the phone fun tone at least that we associate with the character of Scott Lang uh you know Ant-Man uh the kind of humor that we get with those types of movies you know somebody calls him Spider-Man mistakes him for Spider-Man which that's funny come on I I think there is gonna still be humor in this movie but it definitely will be the darkest one yet and this trailer just goes to show that it will be very dark and um yeah I mean not only that but it's in my opinion, at least, going to be the most ambitious Marvel project yet, at least from what it looks like. It's about two hours and five minutes, and I feel like a majority of that will be spent in the quantum, uh, quantum realm, which I'm very excited to see that, because for the most part, I mean, we're either in space, you know, all throughout the universe, or on Earth, or potentially on other planets like Ego and whatnot, uh, but we've never stayed inside of the quantum realm for that long you know, we've seen a little bit of it, I guess, with Avengers Endgame when they're going through the quantum realm, the time travel, and we saw a little bit in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, the first Ant-Man and the Wasp film, not the first Ant-Man, but first Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, So, we saw a bit there when Michael Douglas went in to save Michelle Pfeiffer, Um, you know, why can't I remember his name at the moment, but uh, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym, there we go, Um, which, by the way, with Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym, I feel like those are the two characters, along with kind of Hope Van Dyne as well. Uh, those characters I feel like we've seen the least from in these trailers. Uh, Cassie and Ant-Man definitely seem to be the heart of the film, and Kang very much so is the villain. Um, I think I'll get to this in a minute, but MODOK will kind of be like the sidekick to Kang um, with potential to kind of get more power in the future. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I would like like to see that character come out of the quantum realm and be, you know, on Earth. That'd be very interesting. Um, but that's all I'll say about uh Modoc for now. Uh, but yeah, let me see. I, I do think this trailer showed a little bit too much, um, especially towards the end there, kind of made it obvious how the movie would kind of come to its climax of Kang, you know, essentially uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, tricking scott you know betraying scott there we go um you know he tells scott at the beginning hey i can give you more time with your daughter that's what you want um you know that's what he promises in the beginning but he's gonna inevitably inevitably betray him which you know isn't super surprising but still something that you know i guess i would have liked to save for the movie but maybe that's the only time they really fight so i guess they just wanted to show that off which i don't blame them because it looks really cool you got Kang stomping on Ant-Man. You got the POV shot of Ant-Man in the mask. That looks awesome. I can't wait for that. And you even have a little bit of Kang's armor kind of taken off too, which, you know, I kind of wanted to save this for the end. uh, But this is my big theory of the you know entire movie is that, well, Scott Lang might die. I don't know for sure if he will, but if he does, it's not going to be permanent. Um, Because I think there's things that they might do going forward uh, that could bring him back, potentially, in King Dynasty. I don't know. Um, You know, I'm not Kevin Feige, so I don't know the plan. But um, I have a feeling he could die. It's about a 50-50 for me at at this point. Um, He's either going to die or be separated from Cassie and the others again for who knows how long. Um, that, That might be the case. But when it comes to this Kang, I think this Kang could potentially die in this movie. And some people might be saying, oh my god, isn't he supposed to be like the next Thanos? Yes, he is, but at the same time, I feel like it's not the final form of King that we're going to see in Kang Dynasty, and if, you know, Kang makes it long enough for Secret Wars, uh, which I feel like King will probably be in Secret Wars, but at the same time, my theory for Secret Wars is that maybe Doctor Doom will be the main villain. Um, I hope so. I, I don't know. I can't wait for that, but um, that's that's a whole other conversation for another day, but At the same time, when it comes to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, this starts Phase 5, right? 5 or 6, I forget exactly which one we're on. Uh, But, you know, this kicks it off and not only does, you know, kicks it off, but also introduces the next Thanos-level event. Um, You you know, Thanos-level character, which is King, And, um, you know, this is going to be a really big movie, whether people like Ant-Man or not uh this is going to be a very important marvel movie to watch going forward and with that i would say if you haven't watched loki that would be a very important show to watch going forward as well before watching ant-man and the wasp quantum mania um you know and if you haven't if you haven't at least seen you know avengers endgame you know i feel like at a certain point you know those types of people probably aren't watching this video but if there's a decent amount of marvel movies that you haven't seen that involve characters like ant-man or you know, Loki or anything like that, or really any of the Avengers movies. Have you missed out on any Avengers movies? I would say just like, come on, catch your losses, or at least just try to get back on the wagon. But um, yeah, there's there's definitely a decent amount of things I would recommend watching before. Obviously, you know, the first two Ant-Man films, but um, I would say Am- uh, Avengers Endgame is very important. Maybe Civil War as well. Really just any appearances of, of Ant-Man, I would say would be the most important. Um, but also, you know, the stuff with Loki as well, I think is going to play potentially a, at least small role in this movie. I think it at least has to, or that at least has to be, has to be mentions of the TVA, uh, whether or not we see Loki or Sylvie, who knows, maybe we'll see Ravona Renslayer because in the comics, you know, that's a really big character connected to King. Uh, so I think that's uh, another potential character to show up in here. Um, but I feel like you can't ignore the TVA whatsoever. I think the TVA most likely is inside the quantum realm, so, um, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a shot that some people kind of pointed out in Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, where you are in the quantum realm when, uh, Hank Pym is looking for Janet, and you can actually see this little city that might potentially be the city in this movie, which I forget the name of. I, I'm sorry, correct me in the, comments below if you remember the name um but it's either that the the city w- that we're going to see in this movie or it's going to be the TVA and um I don't know it's just really interesting to me that it's all in the quantum realm and I feel like it it's connected somehow and if we don't see Loki or getting any mention of the TVA in Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, then we're definitely going to get some big stuff in in Loki season two for sure So either way, I would say watch Loki going into it because it's going to be very important either before or after. Honestly, I would say before because, you know, Loki season one really sets up what's about to happen in in the Wasp Quantumania without trying to give too much away. But you already might know. Uh, You know, hopefully it wasn't spoiled for you. Hopefully you watched it on your own. But uh, for those of you who don't necessarily keep up with all the shows or movies, um, just a little common knowledge for you just to, get you geared up for this movie if you're really looking forward to it um I I don't want you to go in there thinking that you uh you completely missed something uh because that's not a nice feeling uh but yeah let me get on to my uh second side of the page here um like I said before the first trailer definitely had a a serious tone but still a jokey tone at the end of the day this one's a lot darker um you know you get the scenes of Kang and Ant man fighting uh you know you get these really weird, just mind-bending scenes of Ant-Man being propped up by other Ant-Men. You know, you get to see variants of Ant-Man in here, um, which again, the whole variant idea is something that comes from Loki. So I'm just like, how, how could they not do anything with that? Um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest takeaway for me, at least in this, this trailer, is, is Kang just setting him up as this villain. Um, I think he is going to be a force to be reckoned with, um, whether or not he survives through this film, who knows? But um, again, my my theory there is that this might not be the final form of King that we see. Um, but yeah, let me see here. I think that's everything for this page. Uh, so let's get on to the next one. Uh, for a lot of other people, of course, the biggest takeaway from this trailer will be Modoc. Um, whether or not you know the character of Modoc, who knows? Uh, but Modoc is a character I. Kind of was slightly familiar with um, just from like seeing pictures and stuff from the comics, and then with the Avengers game that we got, and then of course the Modok series on Hulu, uh, which only got one season and that got canceled, which is unfortunate because that show was actually really funny. I would highly recommend it. Also, might be reviewing it in the near future. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Modok is a character I don't know a whole lot about, but the most the most I get from him. Honestly, like when I think about the character, I think of him as a jokey kind of character because he's ridiculous. How could he not be ridiculous? And we get a you know couple clips or like one clip in particular, of Modok with the mask on. He looks menacing as hell and it looks super cool. I love the look of Modok when he has that all together. Uh, and then you get the kind of you know Modok unmasked. And um, for those of you who don't know, aren't aware. I'm pretty sure Modoc in here, 99.99999% sure, is supposed to be played by Corey Stoll, uh, who played Darren Cross slash Yellow Jacket in the first anime movie. Um, you know, with Janet Van Dyne, she got, you know, she went subatomic, she went into the quantum realm, um, and she survived. So, you know, even though Darren Cross, the way he kind of, you know, went subatomic, looked very painful, it's possible he still could have survived. And,. Obviously here, it's, it looks very much like Corey Stoll with his face stretched out. Um, looks ridiculous, but at the same time, it might work in the movie, so who knows? Modak is supposed to look ridiculous, but um, I just think the way that he was like kind of contorted when he was going subatomic just kind of gave him body dysmorphia and just made him look that way. Um, so, so interesting. I think he's just kind of going to be a henchman to Kang in this movie, but I think we're going to see more from him going forward, potentially. I would love to see more. Um and I think he could be kind of a potential character to show up in maybe Vision Quest, which is supposed to be, I I think, uh, Disney Plus Marvel special presentation, um, which is supposed to set up Young Avengers too. Uh, which another thing I wanted to mention here is that this film will most likely set up more of the Young Avengers. I'm I'm sure you know some of the people we've seen already. Miss Marvel, um, we've seen Riri Williams, Ironheart, um. Who else have we seen? Um, America Chavez. Um, you know, I guess Spider-Man could still be on that list, potentially. Um, so there's there's Young Avengers being introduced here. And then, of course, we have Cassie Lang in here being introduced as, you know, the character of Stature, uh, which is a, a character in the comics. And she becomes part of the Young Avengers And uh, from what I hear, actually, the first Young Avengers, like the first villain they fight is Kang. I don't know if that's going to be what happens in a potential Young Avengers movie, because let's be honest, if Young Avengers is going to be anything in Marvel, it's going to have to be a movie. Anything Avengers has to be a movie, in my opinion. Um, You know, I I think uh, Young Avengers is like the main thing I'm just hoping and praying for for them to announce that's the one thing that I'm just like holding on hope for, and I'm sure it's coming. Uh, but I just I, I can't wait for it, even above like X Men and stuff like that. I'm I just can't wait for Young Avengers. So, and something that hasn't been done on screen before, at least in live action, whereas X Men has. So, um, yeah. Also, sorry, I might have to wrap this up in a bit. My throat's kind of getting a little sore. Might be able to hear that. I'm getting a little hoarse. Uh, so hopefully, I can do reviews over the next couple of days. We'll see um but yeah Corey still as uh as Modoc in here i'm not sure if they're going to give him the name of Modoc in here but i would i'd very much like that Modoc is a character i'm very much interested to see in in live action in the mcu so i very much can't wait to see him there as ridiculous as it looks without him having the mask on um i think it'll grow on me i think it'll grow on other people um so yeah only time will tell and we don't have a whole lot of time to wait uh, but yeah, I, I think I said this before, but Scott's relationship with Cassie is the heart of the film, setting up the young Avengers. Scott might die. If Scott doesn't die, somebody's going to die for sure. I feel like, I don't, I don't think this movie's going to end with, with anybody completely unscathed. I think somebody has to die in this film. Now, if it's not Scott, who would I want it to be? Aside from, you know, Kang being the villain, I think he could potentially die and. You know, set up another variant that could be potentially worse. Which, with that whole idea, I don't know if I'd like that. If they continue to do that with Kang, just keep killing him off until they get to the final form. Uh, but that could be potentially cool as well. Just getting to the e- most evil Kang of all—that um, would that kind of be badass. Never mind, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably what they're gonna do. And I, honestly, I really do think they're gonna. You know, I, I could be completely wrong. And if I am, I will bite my words. I will come on here and apologize to you. I will be like, you know, in my review for Ant-Man, the spoiler review, um, I will be like, hey, I apologize right now. I'll make a note of it. And I'll probably forget. I'm probably not going to make a note of it. But uh, maybe I'll remember by that time that I I had this uh, this theory. But who knows? (laughs) Maybe try to remind me. Uh, But yeah, we haven't seen much from Bill Murray or Michelle Pfeiffer or you know, uh, um, uh, Michael Douglas, or even really Evangeline Lilly for that, that matter, uh, which has me a little bit worried. It's two hour and five minute runtime. I feel like a lot of that is going to be focused on Cassie Scott. And then of course, Kang. Um, and I feel like, especially in the Ant-Man and the Wasp film, even though they were prevalent in that film, they still kind of felt like side characters, you know, I never, I've never really felt much for the character of the Wasp, um, you know, Michael Douglas in there as Hank Pym, I think he's fine, and you know, Janet Van Dyne I haven't really had time to get connected to, um, so in here she just kind of feels like she's, she's just there to kind of like navigate through the quantum realm because she knows it, and you know, Bill Murray's there just to kind of give her another reason to be there, but maybe by the time the film comes out, that that won't be the case. Maybe they'll actually have a good story arc for them in there, but as for right now, it kind of just seems like they're off to the side and and don't really have a whole lot to do, but yep, that's pretty much all I have to say about the second trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Comment down below, what did you think of this trailer? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I definitely loved this trailer, but at the same time, I will say, uh, like I said before, I do think it kind of gave away a little bit too much, but it it definitely gave me a lot to talk about almost 20 minutes worth which i wasn't expecting to talk about that long so if you stuck around this long i very much appreciate it leave a like on the video subscribe hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload and i will see you in the next one